Hello and welcome to the Sweet Spot Parenting Podcast. I'm Natasha Jamison, parenting, relationship and life coach. I'm a qualified child psychologist, child neuroscience nerd and certified neurolinguistic programming practitioner. I work with parents to explore and navigate all things parenting from mindset, baby and toddler sleep, behaviour, development and so much more. Come and join me to discover that elusive sweet spot in your parenting. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Sweet Spot Parenting Podcast. I thought for episode one it would be really great to introduce myself to you, who I am, how I came to be who I am and what I do. So I am a mother to four beautiful children, two of them I am the birth mother of and two of them I am the stepmother to. So there's two boys and two girls. Uh, My two children are five months old and two years old and my stepchildren are 10 and 15. I grew up in a semi-rural town just outside of Canberra in Australia Nothing really um, dramatic about my upbringing. It was a fantastic upbringing. I had the most caring, beautiful mother and the most kind, intelligent father anyone could ask for. I have always been an energetic, curious and active child and I carried that through to adulthood. I've always had a hunger to know more, to do more and to learn more. Um, I'm a self-confessed perfectionist and absolutely love helping people. That's how I ended up in my career of the last 14 years, which is in human resources. Um, I was never going to be a parent. In fact, I used to always say, I'll just be the cool auntie who travels, spoils my niece, and I'm not pinned down. But here we are. I was fiercely independent and I've always loved my life. From 21, I'd built my first home. I'd bought my first car and I was the youngest person at my senior level in the workforce. At 24, I took off to Europe and I had the best time of my life. I met the most amazing friends, some of which are still my best friends to this day. I came home, I got a promotion and I moved offices and life was looking great. But that's when things changed. I saw him. I was at the work gym and he turned up. He was tall, he was dark, he was handsome. He was sprinting on the treadmill in his big army boots, his cams and this tight black shirt. I just remember looking at him going, this man is a weapon, holy shit. There was no way I was going to talk to him though. So instead, over the next few months, I would just see him at the gym and admire him from a distance. Uh, He was always so kind uh, in the way he interacted with people and always checked if someone was using equipment. Um, When he was with his friends, he was warm and funny and they gravitated towards him. But still, I just did my own thing and admired him from a distance. In fact, I affectionately called him Hot Gym Guy to my friends. Then I was having coffee uh, at the cafe near my work with my friend and she matched with a guy on Tinder, which clearly my conversation skills were riveting back then. Uh, She excitedly exclaimed and told me she'd matched with this really cute guy and he's just nearby. It's showing me on the map and she showed me. Now, I wasn't on any dating apps. I had no interest in finding a man. And when she turned her phone around, it was him. It was hot gym guy. I laughed and I told her all about him and how I was just a creep in the corner at the gym just looking at him like he was a god. And to my shock, the great friend she was, she messaged him and said, hey hot gym guy, I'm with my friend at the cafe just near you. She goes to your work gym. Her name's Natasha. You should say hi. I was absolutely mortified that I'd no, no, I was just, it was not gonna go well for me. (laughs) 
So because it was a work context, I as soon as I got back to work, I jumped on the system and sent him a message saying, I'm so sorry about my friend. That was completely inappropriate. I'm really, really sorry. Please forgive her. And he wrote back and he was kind and affectionate as I'd observed him being. And he said, I'll see you at the gym this afternoon. So I panicked. I was like, I can't go to the gym. I can't do this. I'm going to go home. No, you need to go to the gym. You're disciplined. You have to go. You need to do better. You need to push yourself. So I go to the gym and thank God he wasn't there. I went a little early to avoid him, let's be honest. Anyway, I'm over on the squat rack doing squats and in the mirror behind me, I see him enter the gym. And of course, I'm mid-squat. I panic. I look like a clown. Anyway, he starts walking towards me. I've got sweaty hands. I start panicking. He's coming. He's not going to come talk to you. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He walks up, sticks his hand out, shakes my sweaty hands and introduced himself. And turns out we'd both been admiring each other from a distance and the rest is history. So here I am, the girl who was never going to have children, who was just going to be the cool auntie. Here I am with four beautiful children under my roof, studying parenting, studying psychology, studying the science of a child's brain, their development, all of those elements. So how did I come to that? Well, in 2019, my beautiful little girl was born. Uh, She was born premature. uh, So that was in itself uh, a bit of a roller coaster. Um, You know, I hadn't finished work. I went home on the Friday. My boss told me not to have the baby because it was too early and I had a lot of work to do. And I laughed and said, no way, that'd be way too early. And she came that Sunday night. Um. So I was stuck up at the special care nursery at the hospital for about three and a half weeks with her. Then we got transferred to our local hospital for a few days before we were able to come home. So all in all, it was about a month, which isn't too bad on a premature journey as other prem mums would understand. Uh, We got home. She was sleeping great. She was an amazing baby. And then for those of you who might remember, the catastrophic Australian bushfires hit. So the air quality was disgusting. You could not breathe. The smoke was so thick, you couldn't breathe. So I was at home with a newborn baby who was premature and we could not breathe. So we didn't leave the house. I ran the air conditioning 24-7. There was air purifiers. You name it, we were doing it. So we were quite isolated as well because it was difficult to get around. And not many people were wanting to leave their homes, to be honest. Then the bushfires went, life was getting back to normal. And then our dear friend COVID hit. So then I had a newborn baby. We were put into isolation, as was everyone. I had to homeschool my two stepchildren, which was incredibly difficult with a newborn. And I didn't want to let them down. As I said, I'm a perfectionist. I wanted to make sure that they were getting what they needed to succeed whilst my daughter was getting what she needed to to live. And I forgot about myself completely. Her sleep went to shit, to put it bluntly. She got really sick at about five months old and so I'd cuddle her to sleep and she decided that was the best thing ever. So she never wanted to stop. So my beautiful sleeper was then waking every one to two hours overnight. Plus I was homeschooling, plus I'd gone back to work, plus I was trying to maintain a house and be the good housewife. It was all a lot. So this is where I would say was the turning point for me with my daughter. I started buying various sleep programs, working with sleep consultants, researching the hell out of everything to do with sleep and just feeling like an overall failure. I was surrounded by other parents and mothers who were telling me their children were 
sleeping like angels and never waking up, which I would um, later find out was total bullshit because my husband was friends with their husbands who would be complaining about little Johnny waking up numerous times overnight for a feed or a resettle. So I found that I sort of struggled in the aspect of, you know, I felt like I was failing because everyone around me was apparently doing well. Um, all these sleep consultants were telling me my daughter should be sleeping for X and for how long and blah, 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 blah. And I really spiraled. Um, and I think ultimately it comes down to the absolute pressure that mothers in this day and age and fathers and parents face in with regards to, I guess, succeeding and being this amazing Instagram worthy parent when we're not, we're not all like that. So we feel the pressure to tell people we are when we're not. And I took a vow that day to never bullshit anyone. And I've never bullshitted anyone at all about parenting. It's hard work and children are not perfect, funnily enough, neither are we. But I also found through buying all these programs, I lost my intuition with my daughter. I would watch the baby monitor constantly. The second she'd squirm, I'd go in there to resettle her because the program said she should be asleep for two hours this sleep. She'd be looking tired and I'd keep her awake because the program said she should be awake for three hours at this age. I just lost all intuition with my daughter. It was at that point that I knew something had to change and it had to be me. How could I expect my daughter to self-regulate when I couldn't do it myself at that time? So I put in the work, I threw out the guides and I studied. I studied everything sleep and behavioural related that I could. I switched off the monitor and I listened. I listened to my child. Is she actually crying or is she just making baby noises? I removed the external factors that had taken away my intuition and I tuned in with myself and my daughter. I coached myself. I was a qualified life relationship and parent coach. I'd studied NLP, but I needed the penny to drop that she needed me to apply everything that I knew to her and to myself. Often the issues I see in life coaching originate from triggers formed during our early years. And as a result of honing into my intuition, studying, relearning parenting, I found our sweet spot. So it got me thinking, when I was a first-time mother, there was pockets of information everywhere, but I couldn't find a single source of holistic help. There were some, I'll agree, but I, I personally didn't um, agree with their pro- approaches. So because she'd only presented one issue at a time that required addressing one issue at a time, I hadn't really put together the whole picture for myself. And it wasn't until the terrible twos hit that I really did extra work with her. And that's what inspired me to start Sweet Spot Parenting. So with my daughter, I used what I knew from child psychology. I implemented what I'd learned from circle of security parenting. I supported her emotionally through her needs and I understood what she needed at that time. Even though my daughter wasn't the easiest baby, I am incredibly grateful for the journey that she took me on and the path she has now led me to as a result. This time around with my son, the things that seemed confusing and cloudy and overwhelming with my daughter um, are now clear and easy and simple for me. I started Sweet Spot Parenting because I love supporting other people to become empowered. And in this case, I want to support parents to overcome the overwhelm and find their sweet spot. I've become deeply passionate about supporting other parents in this life-changing work. And I believe that all parents deserve this support and all children will benefit from it. 
It took me a while to find my sweet spot. And do I perform in it every day? Definitely not. We have our moments, but I'm so grateful I was able to do the work and find that spot for myself, my daughter, my family, and my husband. So what do I do? I offer one-on-one coaching, group coaching sessions, and I have online programs. I also give various tips, tricks, and free advice basically over on my Instagram page. I'll be giving away free guides every so often to parents who really need it. So if you would like to come and join me on my adventure, you can find me at underscore sweet spot parenting underscore and find out more about me. Um, Drop into my DMs if you have a question and make sure you like, subscribe, follow, share to keep abreast of all the issues that I'm talking about and keep up to date with my podcasts and information. And most importantly, Thank you so much for listening and supporting me on this wild, crazy adventure that I'm on. Tune in next week for episode two. Thank you very much. Bye.